Bibles once again to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. And that's what we've been doing the last couple of weeks, ministering on spirit, soul, and body. And I know this is messing with some of people's theology. Come on, say amen, somebody. But we'll get over it. Amen. God always shows us something new. It's really not new to him. It's just, it's just that we haven't grasped what's already been there. Come on, say amen, somebody. We haven't took note of what's really in the word, amen, and rightly divide the word of truth. Come on. Hallelujah. So we're looking at spirit, soul, and body. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, which we know is a real simple passage of scripture that most of us are familiar with. And it says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a what? <clears throat> he's a new creature. All things are passed away, and behold, what? All things are become new. And all things are of God, and who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and has given us the ministry of what? Reconciliation. And once again, as we've been stating every week, uh, we look at this and we say, what does this mean? And we say that because we look at ourselves and we notice there are some things in our lives that haven't passed away, and there are some things in our lives that have not become new. Come on. And it says here, if any man be in Christ, he's a what? New creature. Old things are passed away. It's saying if you're truly born again and you're in Christ, old things have passed away. Say it again. Old things have passed away. They're not going to pass away. They're not in the process of passing away. Come on, as far as the scripture says, it's already a done deal. Tell your neighbor, it's already a done deal. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are what? New. Not some things, not the big things, but all things. Somebody say all things. Are become what? Are become what? Completely brand new. And what we found out is it's not talking about your physical body. It's not talking about your soul. And we know there's a third part of you called what? The what? The spirit. And it's in the spirit that you become a new person. I'm saying it again. It's in the spirit you become a what? New person. Not in your body and not in your soul. Are you following me? Turn once again to John 6, 63. It's in your what? Spirit that you become a what? A new person. Not in your body and not in your soul. John 6, 63 says, note what Jesus says once again. For those of you turning your Bibles there or going on your iPad or telephone or mini pad or whatever you have. Glory to God. It says, it is the what? Spirit that quickeneth. The flesh does what? Profit nothing. He says, the words that I speak unto you, they are what? They are what? Spirit and they are life. And we stated God's word. Somebody say God's word. God's word is the only way to access what's happening in the spirit. You can't go by how you feel. Let me say it again. God's word is the only way to access what's going on or what's happening in the what? In the spirit. You can't go by how you feel. And the word is what? Spirit. 
spirit, and it is what? The word is what? Spirit, and is what? Life. We also looked at James 1, 22, turn there. James 1, 22. Notice where the state's here, but it is glory to God. It says, be you what? Doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he's like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass or a mirror. And he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner man he was. But whosoever looketh into this mirror, the word of God, into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, and what? Con what? Continue therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a what? Do of the work. This man shall be what? This man shall be what? And how many of his deeds? And his deeds. His man shall be what? Blessed. And it's saying the word is like a mirror. The word is like a mirror. So the word is spirit, and it is life, and the word is like a what? Mirror. And it's a spiritual mirror. And if you want to see what your spirit looks like, you can't go by how you feel. Let me say it again. If you want to see what your spirit looks like, you can't go by how you feel. The word is a what? Spiritual mirror, and you have to hold it up and just believe what you see. Let me say that one more time. The word is a what? Spiritual mirror, and what you got to do? I didn't say that. Maybe that's why I didn't get no response. I didn't say that. I said you have to hold it up and believe what you see in the Word. Just as much as you believe what you see in the mirror concerning your physical body. Come on, say amen, somebody. You have to believe, somebody say you have to believe. You have to believe what the word says about you. But if you never pick it up, you'll never find out who you are. It said continue therein. It's not something you just do once a week. Come on, you read the newspaper more than that. Oh, I'm preaching good in here. It said, continue therein. The more you look at the word, the more you see who you are. And the more confidence you have about who you are. Come on, say amen, somebody. Well, we looked at Ephesians 4.22, where it says that you put off concerning a what? Former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to deceitful lust. And be renewed, and we're going to talk about today that today, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Be what? Renewed in the what? Spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man, that's talking about the spirit part of you, which after God, somebody say after God. It says after God is created in what? Righteousness and what? True holiness. Once again, we're used to looking on the outside. See, we know our thoughts. 
We know all of our fears and a lot of other things about ourselves. Come on, say amen, somebody. On the outside, but in the spirit, it says you were created righteous and true holy. It says you were created that way. Somebody say, I was created that way. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, you were created that way. In other words, you aren't becoming righteous. Say it again. You aren't becoming righteous. It's not a process. You're not earning righteousness. It's not how much you do in the church. Or how much you don't do in the church. Why? Because it's not based on your performance. Come on. The spirit part of you. When you got born again, boom, you became the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are righteous. You are right now righteous. Regardless of your performance, you're right now in right standing with God. And you need to get that, you need to, get that to sink in. Right now, regardless of your performance, what you've done or have not done, you are right now the righteousness of God. Right now in right standing with God. And take it further, it's just as if you never sinned. You are justified. You are justified. You are justified. Not going to be. You are justified. Just as if you never sinned. See, that has to get past this thing right here. Come on, say amen, somebody. It's got to get past this thing right here. Come on, for you to grasp it with your spirit. Well, turn over to 1 John 4, 17 again. First John 4, 17. It says, Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have what? Boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, talking about Jesus, so are we in the world. So are what? We in the world. Now, do you really think he's talking about the physical part of you? Or the crazy thinking part of you? It says, so are we. It didn't say, so are we going to be when we get to heaven. It said, in this, in this what? Are you in this world right now? Amen. Amen. Do you understand that? See, if you don't understand spirit, soul, and body, if you don't understand it's the spirit part of you that was changed, you'll read verses like this and you say, well, I got to be like him. So I have to behave better. I have to talk and act better, which you do. Which you do. Which you do. But that's not what he's talking about. That's not what he's saying here. It's not saying that you should be like him. It's saying as he is right now, so are you. 
that has to get past this thing right here, and we're going to talk about that. It says, so, it says, as he is right now, so are you. Come on, come on, say that. So is he right now, so am I. So am I. Not going to be. Not something I got to work. Not something I got to read my Bible enough to be. Nothing, not, not, not something I got to pray enough to be. It's not even something I got to worship and praise him to be. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. Because that's our thinking. We think because we lift up holy hands, we're holier than somebody else. And he said, everybody in this room, if you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, he's saying right here, what did he say here? He says, as he is, so are we in this room. And that's everybody. Come on, tell your neighbor, that's everybody. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Well, look at John 3, 1 John 3, 8 again. Because I'm saying this has to get past your mental thinking, folks. 1 John 3, 8. It said, he that committed sin is of the devil, and the devil, for the devil, what? Sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God has manifested that he might, what? Destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever is born of God does not commit sin. And you know, you look at that for the first time, you say, that ain't me. I sinned this morning. Come on. <laughs> I cut somebody out on the way to church. <laughs> Come on, say amen, somebody. <laughs> so it says, whoever is born of God does not commit sin, for a seed remaineth in him, and he, can't, he cannot sin. He cannot sin. Because he's what? He is born of God. And then people will try to explain this and say that he won't. It says, it's talking about he won't habitually sin. And that's not what he's talking about. And the way you understand this is the only part of you that's born of God is your spirit. And it's your spirit that cannot sin. Let me say it again. It's your spirit that cannot what? Sin. Your spirit doesn't sin. If you sin, your body sinned, and you sinned in your mind, and you sinned in your emotions, but your spirit doesn't sin. Once again, 1 John 4, 17, as he is, so are we at this moment in the spirit. In this what? In this world. And most people believe that every time you sin, listen, most people believe every time you sin, somehow or another, this is a new infraction between you and God. And then you go, how can God love me after I did this? Come on. 
See, when you came to him, listen, when you came to him, he knew every rotten thing that you would ever do. Oh, come on. <laughs> and he forgave you of all sin, past, present, and even the sins you haven't committed yet. <laughs> oh, Lord. Why? They were all atoned for. They're all under the blood of Jesus. Hebrews 10 talks about that. Go to Hebrews 10.10. Hebrews 10 talks about that God put into effect a last will and testament. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 10. It says, by the which will we what? We are what? Sanctified. In other words, sanctified means to set apart or make holy. It means to what? To set apart or make holy. By the which where we, where we are what? Sanctified through the what? Come on. By the which will we are what? Sanctified through the offering of the body of Christ once for all. You were sanctified and made holy once. Say it again. You were sanctified and made holy how many times? Once. Not every time you sin. He said once, once for all. Isn't that what it said? Once for what? All. Now, some people may say, well, this means once for all people. Not once for all. Well, let's keep reading. Not once for all time. No, that's just once for all people. Well, it says in verse 11, and every priest standeth daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same what? Sacrifice, which can never take away sins. That's what they did back in the Old Testament. But this man, Who's that man? This man, Jesus, after he had offered one sacrifice for what? For sins for how long? Forever. What did he do? Sat down at the right hand of God. This isn't just talking about one sacrifice for everybody. It's talking about one sacrifice forever. Somebody say forever. See, the Lord does not have to resave you. Oh, come on. He doesn't have to reapply his blood. You don't lose your right standing with God when you sin. Because it was your spirit that was made in right standing with God. That's why we say, once saved, always saved. Oh, yeah, I don't, oh, Lord, that, that messes with everybody's religion right there. Because you've been taught you're going to hell. And that ain't what he says here. It was your spirit that was what? Created in righteousness and true holiness. Then it was what? Then it was vacuum packed and sealed by the Holy Spirit. Come on, say amen, somebody. And because of this, God is a spirit. Spirit. 
God is looking at you in the spirit, and you can, you can listen, you can come before him in spirit and in truth and worship him even when you have sinned and blown it. Somebody need to shout hallelujah. The only reason you don't benefit from this is because why? Because we don't know the truth. And the truth sets you free. And what happens is, see, our conscience gets defiled and you are condemning yourself. Come on. See, what well, most of us is not even the devil that's condemning us. Come on, he taught us how to condemn ourselves. And we're doing such a great job that he can go on vacation. I'm preaching good in here. Come on. And you're just what? Condemning yourself. Once again, it says, he had offered one sacrifice for sins for how long? Forever. Sat down the right hand of God, verse 13. From henceforth expecting till his what? Enemies be made his footstool. Verse 14. Say it again. For by one offering, not many offerings, not many times you sin offering. It says one offering, but by one offering he what? Perfected how long? Forever them that are sanctified. Oh, Lord. Come out, religion. Come out, religion. Verse 10 says once again, we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And verse 14 says, by one offering, come on, by, 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 for by one offering, he what? He has perfected for how long? Forever. Is that talking about your physical body? No. Come on, is that talking about your physical body? No. Your physical body is not perfect. This corruption must put on incorruption. Is this talking about your, your mind or your soul? No. Your mind, your emotions, your feelings are not perfect, as you know. And as you know, they fluctuate. Come on. And you have messed up, and you will mess up again. <laughs> but in your spirit, you have been sanctified and perfected forever. Somebody say forever. Oh, Lord, I just, I just feel religion in this room. Listen, your spirit is as perfect and pure right this moment as it will be a million years from now through eternity. Your spirit is not going to have to be dusted off, cleansed, or injected with some power of God. Your spirit is perfect right now. And there are many scriptures that prove this, but just, just, this is just a couple right here. Verse, look at verse 10 again. We are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ. How many? Once and for all. Verse 14, for by one offering, for by one offering, he's made you his what? Perfected. How long? Forever. Your spirit is perfect right now as it will ever be. 
And because we don't understand spirit, soul, and body, come on, we're looking at our soul and our, and our body and thinking that's us. And thinking that's how God looks at us. Oh, come on. And the problem in the Christian life, listen, folks, here's the key. The problem in the Christian life isn't your spirit. You don't need to get the word in your spirit. Your spirit has the mind of Christ. Oh, Lord. It has an unction from the Holy One and knows all things. Didn't we read that last week? See, I'm trying to get the word into your peanut brain. See, it's in the renewing of the mind. Listen to me closely, y'all. It's in the renewing of the mind that the power of God is released. Romans 12, 2. Let me say it again. It's in the renewing of the mind that the power of God is released. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. I told you we're going to miss up a lot of religion today. It says, be not what? Conformed to this world, but be ye what? Transformed by the what? Renewing of your mind. That you may what? Prove what is that good and acceptable and what? Perfect will of God. The New International Version says, do not be conformed any longer to the pattern of this world or carnal thinking, but be ye transformed by the what? By the what? By the what? renewing of your mind, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. His perfect will is for you to be whole. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking. Come on, say amen, somebody. But I have to renew my mind to release the power for God's perfect will to be done in my life. I have to do what? Renew my what? Mind. See, your spirit is perfect, but your mind is like a valve. It's like a what? A valve. Dennis, come up here. Julia, come up here. Stand right there. Stand right here. Stand right here. Your spirit is perfect, but your mind is like a valve. Now, if you can right now imagine there's a pipe. And over here is the spirit. And over here is the physical body. And in the spirit, you're sanctified. In the spirit, you're perfected forever. You're, whole, you're as holy and pure as Jesus is. Come on, you have his mind, you have his wisdom, you have his faith, you have his power, you have his love, you have his joy, and you have his peace. Come on. Everything you could ever want, everything that Jesus purchased is in the spirit. Let me say that again. Everything you could ever want, everything that Jesus purchased is in the spirit. But there's a valve in the middle where it comes out. And your mind is the valve. Your mind is the thing that controls it. 
Come on, say amen, somebody. Amen. And if you're sitting there feeling unworthy, oh, no, God, I know you can do anything, but you haven't done nothing. But you could do it. And if I will, and if I will live holy, and if I will pray, and if I will fast, then maybe... Right then, your mind shut off the flow of the Spirit of God. Amen. 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 Oh, come on. Somebody. See, you could have all this life of God in the Spirit, and not one drop of it comes out of it, comes out of it into your physical body because of your stinking thinking. Because you can't, we can't get this past your mind. That's why some of you are having a hard time being able to understand what I'm saying right now because your mind is blocking you. But when you begin to understand who you are, because your thinking closes the valve, folks. But when you begin to understand who you are in Christ, Father, I don't need you to come and break through the heavenlies. Why? Because you're already on the inside of me. Oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. Thank you. What does Ephesians 1.18 says? Do you understand how you have to renew your mind? There's a renewing that has to take place for you to grasp what I'm saying, folks. You renew your mind with the what? With the word of God. Ephesians 1.18. And the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may what? <laughs> that you may what? That you may what? Know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. What is the what? Seating greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand where? In heavenly places. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives on the inside of us. And again in Romans 8, 11, 8, 11 it says, but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead do what? Dwell where? Well, where? In you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also what? Quicken your mortal body by his spirit that dwells where? It's not out here somewhere. The supernatural, miraculous healing power of God is inches away from that cancer that's killing you. But, it, but it's, it, listen, but to get it out, it's got to come through your brain. It has to come through the way you think. What does Proverbs 23, 7 say? For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Is anybody getting anything out of this? You got to get your mind renewed and quit thinking, oh, God, would you please move in my life? Am I holy enough, God? 
If not, will you please cleanse me of this? And, 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 you, got to be, and, and you think you've got to become worthy. When your spirit was created in righteousness and in pure holiness, you already got it. And listen, and as quickly as you can renew your mind, you can turn that valve and release the supernatural power of God. But if you're out here living in sin, sin corrupts your mind. Sin keeps you from believing. And sin will make you stupid. Because why? Sin is stupid. And it's stupid to live in sin. Why? It's brain dead. Come on, are you with me out here? Look at Hebrews 12. See, some struggle, and they say, I'm not perfect because you go look at what you do. You go look in the mirror, and you see all these imperfections when you look in the mirror. And then you search your little puny mind, and you just see failure after failure after failure. You see weakness after weakness, and you said, how can this be? It's because you're carnal, and you're trying to find it in the carnal realm. Are you with me out here? And it's the spirit part of you that is perfect. It's perfect. And right here, it proves it. Now, remember, this is the same author that's writing this. Men put chapters and verses in here for our, for our reference sake. Come on, say amen, somebody. There's nothing wrong with that, but it isn't the thought. It's, it's, it is, it is, it's, it's, it's not a new thought or it's not a new chapter. It's a new chapter according to our division, but he's, saying, he's not saying anything new here. This same guy is talking in, in, the, he's talking in the same context. Come on, say amen, somebody. Amen. Look at verse 22. He says, but you are come unto Mount Zion, unto the city of the what? Living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to a what? Innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly, the church of the what? Firstborn, which are written where? In heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits, listen to this now, to the spirits of the just men made, Spears of the just man made what? Come on, this, this tells us, tells you real clearly what he's talking about. It was a spirit that was made what? Perfect. Your body is not perfect. You got to get a new body and say, guess what? You will have a glory, you got a, you, you have a glorified body coming. Somebody said, thank you, Lord. But your soul is not perfect. Come on. Matter of fact, 1 Corinthians 13, 9. It says, for we know in part, and we what? Prophesied in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be what? Done away. See, your soul is not perfect. Yet, yet, but your spirit is perfect. Your spirit is identical to Jesus. Somebody say identical. 
It is as pure and holy as Jesus is. Amen. Come on. It has his righteousness. It has his power. Therefore, when you become before the Lord and you say, in the name of Jesus, you step into the spirit. And you have just as much authority as Jesus had. You have just as much power as Jesus had. And guess what? You have access to all his wisdom. You have access to all his ability. Come on. And you got to get rid of this mindset. Well, that was Jesus and this is me. Jesus healed everybody. Jesus did miracles. But who am I? If you are born again, how many born again people we have in this room? If you are born again, you are identical to Jesus in your spirit. And as Jesus is, so are you in this world. That's why he said in John 14, 12, turn there. Really, this is what Minister Walker has been preaching to y'all, but this is more detailed on what she's been telling you for the last year about you being in Christ. But most people still haven't grasped it yet. What does it mean to be in Christ? John 14, 12. What does Jesus say? Verily, verily, or truly, truly, amen. See, everything Jesus said was the truth. And when he had to qualify something by saying, I'm telling you the truth, it was because he was about to say something that was beyond human belief. <laughs> and he had to qualify it. So he said, verily, verily, or truly, truly, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he what? Do also. And what? And what? Greater works than these shall he do because I what? I go unto my Father. If you believe on him, you have the same power on the inside of you. It's not out here someplace that you have to pray it down or somehow or another have to become worthy or earn it and gain it. Let me say that one more time. Lord, get this past this religious brain. It's not out here someplace that you have to pray it down or somehow or another have to become worthy and earn it or gain it. It's already in you. It's already where? Now, the question is, are you going to acknowledge it and release it? Amen. Amen. Did you hear me? Are you going to what? Acknowledge it and release it. Look at Philemon or Philemon, whatever you want to call it. Philemon, Philemon, your choice. Paul prays a prayer for his friend Philemon. Or Philemon. And he prays, he says, I pray that the communication of thy faith may become what? Effectual. The word effectual means to begin to work. To what? 
to begin to work. That the communication of thy faith may become effectual, begin to work by the what? By the what? The acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Read that again now. That the communication of thy faith be what? Become more what? Begin to work. By the what? By the what? Acknowledging of every good thing which is where? Where? Which is in you. Where? In Christ Jesus. See, he didn't pray like we pray today. Oh, God, please give me more power. He didn't pray like we pray today. Oh, God, pour out your anointing. Give me a double portion. Elisha had a double portion of Elijah's anointing, but that's because neither one of them had the fullness of the Spirit. Are y'all with me in here? You, listen, you can't get a double portion. Told you, I'm, I'm messing with y'all religion today. Go to Colossians 2 9. Because all of us have prayed one time or another, give me a double portion of your anointing, Lord. What is a double portion? You wouldn't even you wouldn't know what it, what it was if you got it. <laughs> what happened? You just felt a little more tingling sensation, so you felt you got a double portion? You feel something go through your body. I got a double portion. <laughs> Colossians 2 9 says, For in him dwelleth what? How much of it? How much of it? All the fullness of the Godhead, what? Bodily. And it says, And you are what? You are complete where? In him, which is the head of all principality and power. You got the fullness of the Godhead dwelling in you bodily. You are identical to Jesus, and there isn't any double portion for the New Testament believer. Now, in a sense, you can get twice as much manifest as you got manifested, but you already got it. You got the fullness of the Godhead in you right now. You got everything you need already in you. But what it has to get past? What's it got to get past? Hebrews 10, 14. Look what it says here. See, read it again. It's already where? Someone say, it's already in me. Hebrews 10, 14 says, For by one offering he has what? Perfected them how long? Forever. Them that are what? Them that are what? By one offering he has what? Perfected how long? Forever. You are sanctified and perfected for how long? Ever. And the only thing that's missing is your acknowledgement of what you have in Christ. You hear what I just said? The only thing that's missing is your what? Acknowledgement of what you have in Christ. If you could ever see who you are 
if you could ever see what you have, I guarantee you, you would not roll over and let the devil beat you up and do the things that he's been doing to you all these years. If you understood what I was talking about, you wouldn't sit there and say, I'm fighting cancer. Could you please pray for me? It's because you don't know who you are. The truth is cancer, AIDS, high blood pressure, anything is inferior to who you are in the spirit. And you need to get a superiority attitude and say, in the name of Jesus, I'm not letting this stuff dominate me anymore. God is trying to get us to the place where we can boldly say, I don't believe in getting sick. Now, some of you don't believe that. Well, then it won't work for you. Come on, say amen, somebody. See, you can live this way, folks. You don't have to get sick. Now, many people won't agree with that, but that's the reason you're sick. <laughs> but you don't have to get sick, but it's available for you. Do you know what it says in Revelation 7, 17? Go to Revelation 7, 17. Revelations chapter 7, verse 17. Look what it says here. Revelation chapter 7, verse 17. It says, for the lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them. And shall lead them into living fountains of water. And God shall what? Wipe away all tears from their eyes. <laughs> now, this is not because we're going to all limp into heaven. Because we just barely got there. And we have bandages all over because Satan done beat us down so much. Come on, say amen, somebody. And that's why we're crying. Amen? Instead, we're crying because why? When we stand in front of him. 1 Corinthians 13, 12. When we stand in front of him, it says, for now we see through a what? Glass darkly. But then what? Face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I what? I know even as I also I am known. We're going to know all things even as we are known. Come on, we're going to know all things even as we are known. And then in Romans 8.18 says, For I reckon that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Not revealed to us, but revealed in us. Uh, somebody say in us. When we get before God and we know all things as we're supposed to know and we're going to realize you mean I had the raising of the dead power on the inside of me the whole time? You mean I had the creator of the universe in me? The one who opened blind eyes, the one who opened deaf ears? And then you'll see that beggarly existence that you've been living down here. And there's going to be a lot of weeping and wailing and crying. God's going to have to wipe away the tears from your eyes because why? When you realize 
that I just lived below my privileges. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. We're letting people around us die. We're being tormented and terrorized by, terrorized by the devil. And the truth is, you're the one that ought to be taking to, taking it to the gates of hell. Let me say it again. You're the one that should be taking it to the gates of hell. We're not holding on and trying to defend ourselves. No, it says, Matthew 16, 18, And I say unto thee, that art Peter. He said, Upon this rock I will what? Build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The gates of hell won't prevail against those of revelation knowledge. We need to be attacking the devil. We need to be chasing him. We're not on the defensive. We're in an offensive position. We're not on the defensive position. God has done everything for you that is necessary for you to be 100% absolute world overcomer. Oh, come on, let me say it again. God has done everything for you that is necessary for you to be a 100% absolute world overcomer. It is not God's fault. And it's not time for you to beg him to do something. It's time for us to acknowledge what he has already done. And if you start realizing this, and you start understanding what he sees, come on. If you start understanding that he sees you in the spirit, come on. And a part of you that, 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 you, are, that you are so upset with, so disappointed with and so condemned over is your flesh and your soul. But God doesn't even see you that way. God sees you in the spirit. Ephesians 2.10. We are his what? Workmanship. Created where? In Christ Jesus. Unto what? Good works. Which God has what? Before day that we should walk. Walk in them. Come on. Do you realize God looks at you and he's pleased? God thinks you're awesome. Oh, come on. Say amen. Matter of fact, the Lord carries a picture of you in his wallet. He's got an 8 by 10 of you on his mantle. Why? Because God thinks that you're awesome. And if you can see yourself in Christ, if you can see yourself in Christ and know that there's no displeasure and all of his ability and all his power, everything he's done is not just for Kenneth Copeland and the Bishop Butlers and the Creflo Dollars or anybody else. It's for you. Come on. If you understand that, if you can see yourself in Christ, your faith will go through the roof. You'll do what James 4, 7 says. Submit yourself to God. You'll be able to do what? Resist the devil, and he will run and start tearing. That's what the word flee means, from you. See, the word resist means to actively fight against. It means to actively fight against. And most Christians are saying, oh, God, please get the devil off of me. And that's an indication that you don't know who you are and what God has done for you.
Come on, say amen, somebody. Amen. You got the supernatural power of God on the inside of you, but you had to go believing that. Amen. You got to what? Believe that. And the first, listen, the first step in releasing it is believing you got it. Amen. That's what I did this whole hour. And most of us believe it's off in the future. When we all get to heaven, what is your blessing will be? Or in the sweet by and by, it's going to be awesome. But in the rough and rough now, it's just terrible. But you need to recognize, you need to recognize it right now that you are the righteousness of God. Right now, your spirit is sanctified. Right now, your spirit is perfected for how long? Forever. It's never going to change. And the only thing that's stopping this power from being released or from manifesting in your body is this valve that has turned crossway to what God's word says about you. Can you hear what I just said? It's never going to change. Your spirit is always perfected and sanctified. It's never going to change. And the only thing that's stopping this power from being manifested in your body is that vow that's turned crosswise to what God's word says about you. You need, to get to, you need to get to where you see yourself in Christ. Find out who you are and what you have. And if you do that, it's all over but the shouting. It'll change your life. But you got to start seeing yourself this way. Lift your hands to the Lord. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord. Come on, begin to give him praise. Come on, to begin to give him glory. Come on, I, you got to get this. That's why you got to redo your mind. If you got to listen to this CD over and over and over again until you get it. Start meditating all week. You've got, you've got to find out who you are in Christ, folks. Hallelujah. How God sees you. We've been beating ourselves up so many times, condemning ourselves so many times, because why? We think God is condemning us. It ain't us God condemning us. God don't, ain't condemning you. God says, I love you. <laughs> Despite your performance. Why? Because God said, I love the spirit part of you because I created it perfect. Father, we thank you. Put your hands to the Lord. Father, we give you praise. Father, we give you glory. Father, we give you honor. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, O oh Lord. Oh, we give you praise, Lord. We give you glory, Lord. We give you honor, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We glorify you, Lord. Come on, you believe you received today. Come on, you believe you received today. We're not done this series. Because I'm telling you, if you begin to find out who you are in Christ, and you begin to understand spirit, soul, and body, you can get past your religious ideas of what you've been taught for years.
and has not really been correct. Come on, say amen, somebody. Your life will change, folks. And you'll turn that valve as you begin to renew your mind. You start meditating on this. You start meditating on this. You start meditating on this. And what happened? The more you meditate, the more wider that valve begins to open. Now, some of you may have just have a little twinkle coming through right now. But the more you start turning this thing, come on, y'all with me. The more you start turning this thing, the more you start turning this thing, more and more of that thing will start flooding from this side to this side until you get that valve totally open. And that's what the devil is afraid of. That's what he's fighting you on. That's why Paul says, he prayed that you may know that you may know the hope of your calling that you may know the riches of the glory and his inheritance of the saints that you may know the exceeding greatness of his power towards those who believe because once you know principalities and powers and rulers of darkness world have no place in your life you know I dominate them from the inside out. 